0: It's Ben McLean Football Showtime. Very excited this week with all the developments at Cliftonville in recent days. We have former player and former Carrick Rangers boss, Davey McElinden on the show. Alongside Dungannon Swift's boss, Chris Lindsay. Stephen Beekham's here as well. Let's do it. Chris, Davy, you're very welcome. Good to see you again. I'm looking forward to this. Looking forward to this, we'll go on to that in a second. Chris, great couple of weeks and um, obviously a big win against Cliftonville last weekend.
1: Yeah, no, since the turn of the year, since the Glen Toren game on, on New Year's Day, you know, we've picked up well, three wins and a draw, so, you know, the form's good at the minute and, you know, boys are playing with a lot of confidence and hopefully that will continue for, for the foreseeable future.
0: Um, whenever you boys get results, managers seem to lose their jobs.
1: <laughs> it's worked out that way over the last uh, number of weeks, but, you know, listen, we we look after ourselves and if, if that keeps happening it means we are winning games so you know we will not complain too much.
0: Absolutely, 10 points in front of Ards, 8 points in front of Newry. Are you safe?
1: I don't think in this league you can ever say you are safe um, with that gap. Yes it's a nice cushion um, but we still have 13-14 games left um, and teams in this league have a tendency to go on runs. and If that happens you, you never know but listen we will focus on ourselves. If we keep playing the way we are at the minute keep picking up points then, then we will stay i um, happy. Him will will stay safe, um, and we'll we we'll look to catch the teams above us. But you know, we got to do our job uh, and continue
2: to pick up points for that to happen.
0: And you talk about teams going on runs. Bigo, can you see Ards getting any sort of a run together now at this stage?
2: They've got to start scoring goals, but so too have nuri Both just um, they couldn't score furniture at the minute, and they're being cut adrift. The form that Dungannon have shown in 2019 has been exceptional. Warren Point are picking up results. Institute and Glen Torn, And Institute are safe. Glen Torn, since Gary Smith has become manager, they've won two games on the bounce. They're looking as if they're safe. And um, real danger signals, I would say, for Ards and Newry. But, Chris, from your point of view, um, what has changed? Because you've been brilliant in
1: 2019. We have. Um, um, to be honest, we haven't really changed anything. I think the Ards game... Um, between Boxing Day and New Year was extremely disappointing, um, both in obviously the result and the performance levels. And listen, I think it might have been the kick up the backside that, that we needed as, as a club, as a staff, as players. Um, and since then, to be fair, we, we've been excellent. You know, everybody who's taken the pitch has done the basics right, which has allowed our quality to, to come over. And we
0: do have some quality players at Duncan. Daniel Hughes, hat trick at the weekend? I mean, how important is is he going to be? Because you must be looking at Glentour now and Institute and thinking to yourself, we can can catch these boys and overtake them.
1: Yeah, um, Daniel took his goals really well on Saturday. Um, He's been playing really well the last number of weeks. He he picked up a little injury sort of just after I took over. Um, So he was out for a number of weeks and he's just getting back to sort of match fitness and sharpness now. And I think you can see that in his performances, you know, and he's going to be key to us, Um, scoring goals, taking those chances. You know, and and the way we're playing at the minute, it's not just his goals; it's his energy and his work rate off the ball, which is, which is dragging everybody else along as well. You know, it, it, Davey will tell you. You know, if you can get a centre forward to work so hard and close defenders down, then that breeds throughout the rest of the team, and they all they all join in then. And that's you know that's where our success has come from so far.
0: Business wise, then this month, obviously a week left of the window. Are you are you doing anything in this next week?
1: Um, listen, there might be one more happening, but. Listen, it's, it's early days on that one. If it happens, it happens. But, you know, we're happy with what we've done so far. We've obviously got another goalkeeper in that for a bit of competition with, with Alex Moore. We've signed James Fern from Glen Torn, who's a nice, solid defender, who can cover right back in centre-half. You know, right and back for
0: him, is it just about getting game and pitch time? Is that it?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, he's, he found his uh, time, game time limited at Glen Toren, and, you know, we needed a new challenge at his age, and, you know, he he's came on on Saturday and did well. Um, so he's he's looking forward to, to the opportunity with us.
2: Tell us about Oshin Smith. He looks an exciting talent, doesn't he? He just seems to bring a buzz around the rest of the players as well as the crowd.
1: Yeah, no, Oshin is he's a he's he's a great great kid and um, with lots of ability. Um, he obviously came off the bench and scored against Ballymina. He He started the game on Saturday and did really well. You know, he's been in and out of different games throughout the season since I took over. And you know, he's bags of potential, but he's he's a good kid he wants to learn you know I was speaking to our under 20 manager there on, on Tuesday and he was telling me oh she was up training my under 20s on Monday night well, that's the type of kid he is you know he just wants to do that extra he wants to work hard um, and he's you know he can go far in this game I have no doubts about that
2: and I have to ask you Chris did you feel sorry for Barry Gray you knocked poor Barry and Cliftonville out of the League Cup out of the Irish Cup and then you beat them 3-1 in the league on Saturday and that was the end of him um, I wouldn't say I felt sorry for him, you know,
1: um, yes you're disappointed when, when managers lose their job, whether um, that be from them walking away or, or from getting a sack, you never like to see that, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm in charge of Dungannon and um, my job is to win games of football for Dungannon, if if managers continue to lose their jobs when we beat them, it means we're winning games of football and I've got to be happy with that.
0: Um, David, great to have you back on the show, we we'll love some of the conversations we had last season. How much? Are you missing being a manager?
3: I'm not missing being a manager too much, to be honest, Pete. Um, I look at the likes of Chris and how he's took it, took to it like a doctor water, and it's superb to see. But the weekly work that you have to put in in the Irish League is almost like a full-time job on top of that. So I'm quite comfortable with with where I am at the
0: moment, yeah. And um, any burning desire to? I know you're doing. A, you're, you're helping out at Crusaders, but we'll get to that in a second. Any burning desire to get back into have If a position became available, would you put your, your hand to the ring?
3: You can never say never, you know, you just don't know what the future, especially in football, you know, things can change very, very quickly. But I'm not sitting going, I wonder who's going to get the sack or I wonder if there's going to be a position opening Or I'm not at that stage. I'm just, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, as you say, doing a little bit for Stephen at, at Crusaders. Um, and I'm enjoying doing that, and if anything ever comes up, well, certainly, you know, you can never say never, as I say, so you just don't know.
2: Would you fancy the Cliffingville job?
3: No, not at this stage, no. Why not? Um, I just, again, I'm in no real desire to, to jump into a job. I don't think anyway that there'd be in any rush to appoint someone uh, like myself at this stage, and it's probably a non-question in the fact that I don't have the pro license anyway, so, you know, they'll, I'm sure, looking at it they'll have someone in their sights michael's went down there to take the the job until they they appoint someone permanent which is great for him because he's he's a proper clever man and i'm absolutely delighted for him i spoke to him a couple of times and and uh, he's really he's really enthused by it so but no i don't think timing for me at this stage isn't it's not something that either the club would be considering in relation to the pro license and, and something that uh, I feel at this stage isn't, wouldn't be right for me anyway
2: So it's Michael Press you're talking about there yeah, yeah. Michael have obviously has gone in on a temporary basis um, as manager he's going to be manager this Saturday against Glenavon you actually were in charge of Michael he was your number two at Carrick Rangers yeah, so what are Cliftonville getting for this match?
3: As I say he's Cliftonville through and through like, um, he's very very knowledgeable, he reads a game outstandingly well from, from Watson from the side. But the biggest strength for me is that he, he can just tell, this will sound strange, but he can tell a player's mood. He can he can tell, he seems to even know what's going on inside and how they're going to react to things. And um, he's just got a brilliant eye for a footballer. And, and I mean, he'll not jump up and down about it, but the likes of Liam Boyce and stuff coming through at Clivenville was, was very much not saying all to do with Michael, but he had a, had a big, big hand in it.
0: You know, you obviously worked closely with him last season. Um, you, can you see this being a long drawn out process at Cliftonville in terms of them appointing a new manager on a permanent basis? Think you'll be there for a few weeks, or do you reckon it's a one week turnaround and then someone else being brought in? Because like Kenny Shields and all, and there's numerous names being banded around.
3: I don't think you ever know. Um, I think Michael's going in with you know the the idea that he'll just take it week by week, and I think that's the way you have to do that. If especially if it's a caretaker role, you know. Um, so, I as a former know.
0: player, are you disappointed with where Cliftonville are at this moment in time?
3: Uh, of course, you you don't like to see any of your old clubs that you had a good affiliation with, you know, struggling the way they are and things going going on that, that you would hope wouldn't. Um, so yeah, of course, naturally you'd be disappointed in that. But you know, if they get the right man in, I'm sure things will improve.
2: I'm going to throw some names at you, and then you can pick which one <laughs> you you shou- you feel should be the Cliftonville manager. I'm going to put you in the position of Jared Lawler. The Cliftonville chairman.
3: He'll be delighted at that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stephen McDonnell from Warren Point has been linked with the Post. I'll, yep. I'll keep going. Um, uh, Gary Hamilton from Glenavon has been linked with the Post. Paddy McLaughlin from Institute has been linked. Yep. Kenny Shields has been linked. And Aaron Callahan, who Crusaders fans will know, has been linked. There's just some That's of the Carrick, names. Yeah. Um, which one of those or none of the above?
3: Do you know, the thing that really annoys me in football times is Certain people are seen as, oh we can't take that risk. But you tell me what managerial appointment isn't a risk. It's, it's, it's a myth, it's, you know, it's not it's not something that's fact. Any managerial appointment, the same as a player, if Chris brings two players in in January, he'd be taking a risk with those two players, regardless of who they are. That's just the way football is, you just hope for a little bit of luck goes your way and, and, and it is the right appointment, but you can never be sure. Um, all of those guys that you mentioned would bring strengths, and and indeed, you just don't know until they're in that cauldron of, of what Clemville is, of how they would, re- would react. So, you know, I, c- yeah, I can throw positives and all behind all of those. Um, Give us But a that's, that's 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 not my that's not my uh, job. I'm not paid enough uh, at Clemville, In fact, I'm not paid at all. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave that to to Jared and, and his board to decide on that. Um, I just hope it's someone that comes in and uh, maybe stabilises them again and and brings brings something back to Can I ask you why you
0: maybe why you believe it didn't work out for Barry
2: Cliftonville?
3: No idea to be honest and and sometimes just people don't suit certain clubs.
2: It's interesting here having Chris here as well because he's a guy who's gone into a club mid season and is making a real success of it. So what has the next Cliftonville manager got to do once he gets inside that dressing room, Chris, to get them on site very quickly because he needs to hit the ground running? Yeah, um, you know, he'll want to go in there and, and probably
1: just get players playing with a smile on their faces and lift the atmosphere. You know, as, as much as, you know, things happen when you're losing games of football, the atmospheres in changing rooms aren't great. You know, no one likes to lose you know, um, whether that if you're used to it or, or not. And you know, and and over the last number of years Cliftonville haven't been used to, to losing that many games of football. So the first thing probably the new will have to do is try and lift that atmosphere and just let players go and express themselves, you know, play with a smile on their face and, and see where it takes them because if you get happy players enjoying their football, it's half the battle. It's
3: funny you say that, Chris was actually was, was talking to Declan O'Hara this morning, <laughs> who's a big mate of mine and I'm sure he won't mind me saying but he just said they they had a bit of a meeting. He didn't tell me not some bolts of it, but he just said they had a bit of a chat before training with the players and stuff. And as soon as they went out, he said it wouldn't. It wasn't the fact that Mark Smith and Barry Johnson and Michael Press had went. Then it was just the fact, and it was none to do with really that Barry Gray had gone. It was just that little change in atmosphere, change in personnel, different voice, and that can happen. And he said training was absolutely bouncing and um, wolf, eh? yeah yeah, <laughs> I, on on the, on the snow on the, the 3G but he just said there was just a little bit of a different atmosphere and he could feel it and um, that, that just comes with change sometimes it's maintaining that that's the important thing I think. it'll be
0: interesting to see what happens this weekend that's for sure and I'm looking forward to the fixture predictions very very shortly just the elaborate a little bit on what you're doing with Crusaders because yeah. we, we
2: sort of skimmed over that earlier Are you um, going up trees and um, going through fences it's with spying to all the rage in
0: football these days
3: Is that what you're doing Davey? That's not quite what I'm doing Stephen though. Um, No I, um, I, I obviously got on really well with Stephen and, and, and Jeff Spears i know known a long time from being there and um, he just rang me one day and asked me would I come in and do certain things for him away from the training ground and away from my, his matches um, so I'm enjoying doing that and it, the, uh, certain things two, Is that the job peop- description two people that have uh massive respect for and, and I'm just just an extra pair of eyes and ears to, to, to keep around the league and, and other places to, to see if um and it's just nice that someone like that thinks that you can bring a worthier football club who's doing so well so it was you know it was it was, I was pulled over by that and I was it was uh, it was nice to hear you know so I was only too glad to, to take him up on his Offering, Yeah, I've enjoyed it so far.
0: So last weekend at Seaview, we obviously saw what happened. Jordan Stewart got the goal and and the Blues won. Um, Are Crusaders out of it now?
1: I don't think you can say that. You know, with, what, 13, 14 games left, um, obviously they all have to play each other after the split again. Um, Yes, they have a little bit of ground to make up, but with the quality that they have in their squad and the quality that they've signed in January, you know, there's, there's no reason why Crusaders can't go on a run from now until the end of the season yes it'll be difficult and to be fair Linfield aren't looking like they're going to drop too many points um, and the same with And um, so it'll be extremely difficult but listen these things can happen and you know all it takes is for Linfield maybe to lose one or two and then it all comes down to, to the games against each other after the split you know which are which are great games you know big crowds great atmospheres you know and, and everything on the line so you know Crusaders will just be focusing on themselves, trying to win as many games as they can um, between now and the end of the season and, and see where it takes them. But there's there's no reason why they, they can't go on and put that run together.
0: Yeah, the Blues stopped Crusaders playing at the weekend. I mean, Haiti hardly got a touch of the ball. Um, I'm sure Stephen Baxter and had difficult circumstances for Stephen this week and our condolences are with him and his family and the death of his father. But, you know, um, what, what went wrong for Crusaders on Saturday?
3: I don't know. I was not at the game. I'll, I'll always be somewhere else. So I don't see uh cruisers too often every now and again i'll watch them so i wasn't there on saturday i was elsewhere um i'm sure he is disappointed you know i'm sure the the players are but chris is right you just if they're there thereabouts come the split it's, it's five huge games that decides the title um,
0: who do you see winning at pressure
3: not, you, is off you, you know getting- pressure is off cruisers a little bit in a, in a little sense so they may, they may, the shackles may be off a little bit, and they can maybe get a run together. But I think they, if they're going to win, if Crusaders are going to win the league, they need to sustain a, a massive run between now and the end of the season.
0: You've watched all the teams. Who do you think is going to win it?
3: Do you know who's impressed me the most is Balamina. Um Linfield are obviously have improved and improved and improved, and David's done a brilliant job this season, getting them to where they are again. But Balamina just, I've seen them on their good days, and I've seen them on their bad days, and. They, They've been as impressive in different ways. Um, they look so strong and powerful. At times they look as if they can play. at Times they've always got a threat up front. They're good at the back with the three boys, and and Jim Irvin looks like he's twenty one again. marshalling them, uh, they look good. And uh, do you know, I remember watching them. I think it was just before it was in around the start of October. They beat Nuri at home. Me and my dad went to watch the game, and uh, it was like, do you think? I mean, it could win the league and I, I was like, I just can't see it at that stage. But they've grown in stature and presence and the belief and their manager obviously wins things. So, you know, a lot of positive points in their favour. Um, it's going to be an interesting title race.
0: This is the Bet McLean football show from Cool FM into this weekend's fixtures in the Danske Bank Premiership and two teams who will be looking for three points to kick us off Institute at home to Crusaders.
2: Yes, Institute will want to bounce back because they were mauled by Warren Point last weekend, 4-0 at Milltown. Crusaders had been on a brilliant run and then obviously Linfield beat them. I think this is a real test in time for Institute actually. It's probably their first really poor spell because they're not scoring goals. There's been a lot of talk about Michael McCrudden and his future. That has to be sorted out for them to kick on again. Uh, I'm
0: sure we're recording this on the 23rd of January and, and
2: there's still no firm word on that? Well, you never know what's going to happen in football, um, but they certainly need it resolved one way or another, because I do think it's affecting the team. I'm sure Paddy McLaughlin would tell you the same. He would say there's no excuses either for the performances of late, but still, it's going to be in people's minds about their captain, their top player, a guy that Paddy says is the best player in the Irish League. I think we could debate all day about that one. Crusaders going to the Brandywell, I think they'll fancy it. They'll want to bounce back Chris is right I don't think they're out of it but it's a long long road back now because Linfield looks so strong and they have to go on a win and run maybe about eight nine matches on the bounce Pete, to even think about drawing a level with Linfield but I think they can win at um, Institute I'm going to go 2-1 to the crews. and obviously you would love a Crusaders win at the weekend
1: yeah Crusaders win would, would suit us um, I think it will be difficult for them you know um, the Brandywell's a tough place to go Although, in saying that, I think the pitch at the Brandywell may well suit Crusaders with a few of their players, with the likes of Heatley, with the big wide-open spaces. Um, so I really can't see anything other than a, a Crusaders win, I'm going to go 3-1. David? Yeah, we, we talked about them hopefully going on a
3: run, well, uh, that would need to start on Saturday, I would, I would think. And. Um, Institute have struggled a little bit without Michael McCrudden, is he available on Saturday? We shall see, <laughs> he, might have, he might have gone by then I was just going to say is the big question you know you know, he's a massive loss for them when he's not in the team I still ex- whether he's in the team or not I still expect
2: receivers to go there and win It's a big day as well for Rory Hale and Ronan Hale, the two new signings because um, with their Derry City background so it wouldn't surprise me if they have a major say on the match Doherty as well That's right, yeah um, Rain
0: against you boys then, and does does this fixture add ex, extra impetus for you, I mean did you go there with, with something something even more to prove, no.
1: on the uh, basis of rods? Not, not to me Coleraine? personally, I know this comes up every time we play Cool Um Does it annoy you?
0: It doesn't annoy me. But it's short lived only for but this season, you know. Yeah.
1: But listen, I go to try and win every game of football that I play, um, and it doesn't matter if it's against some of my ex-managers in DJ or my ex-clubs in Glenavon or ex-managers in Ronnie McFall. I want to win every game of football we play, and the fact that Rod was at Dungannon for so long and he, he did so well, obviously winning the League Cup and stuff last year with them. Listen, that's been and gone, and he's now looking after Corryin, and he'll be in exactly the same boat that he's focused completely on Corryin and wants to win as many games of football as he can for them. And um, so, listen, it, it makes no odds to me who the who the opposing manager is, and um, I'll be going there looking to get a positive result and continue on the, the run we're on at the minute.
0: A lot's been made of the pitch up at Coleray and I presume the weather this week won't have um, made it any better so what, what way do you approach that?
1: Listen we were up probably just before Christmas and um, their pitch wasn't in the best of the Knicks, but it, it was okay but listen it's, it's one of those ones it's, it's, it's you'll try and play you know we, we will always try and play football on it but Listen, it may turn into a battle, and if, if that happens, then you, you just got to get your players up for it and, and play the conditions.
0: Stephen?
2: I think that Dungannon actually can continue their good run. I know Cole Rayne are in a very good run. It's the best run they've had under Rodney McAree. And I put that down to some of the really clever signings that he's made in January. Jamie dlackin has done really well. He's got a new lease of life. He had a tough time at Crusaders. Ben Docherty, another quality signing. You know him from your time at Glenavon. So I reckon that um, uh, Coleraine won't lose, but I don't think Dungannon will either. I think it'll be 1-1 and the pitch might make it into a battle, but I think they'll come out all square.
0: Davey?
3: okay Again, what the boys, two boys have said is right. Both clubs are doing really well at the moment. Um, Rod has done good business, I think you're right. He's brought especially the lad Doherty. He can play, he can get about the pitch, um, he can pass it very, very well and he's he's popped up with a goal last week. I think although Chris has been doing brilliantly and not and, and like Stephen though sit on the fence, I think will they'll get it a bit tough for Corey and I think Corey, at home, knowing what they're what they're coming up against with their pitch and stuff. Chris will not make me saying this it'll probably not suit the way that he would love to play, knowing them as long as I do, and Correa might just get one over
0: on him and win by the old goal.
2: All right. Nice to have you back, Davey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Newry six losses in a row. It's not going great, and they're up against Warren Point, and the way Warren Point are playing, I mean, you'd see them going there and get another result.
2: It's the mourn ultimatum, part three. Now, in parts one and two, Newry were probably a bit unlucky not to win, certainly on Boxing Day. And Warren Point would be the first to tell you that. And against Linfield the other night there, Pete, they can consider themselves a bit unfortunate too. At 1-0 to the Blues, they missed a penalty. Gareth Dean saved it. He was in for Roy Carroll. So you've got to give credit to him. And I think that would have been a real tough defeat to take. But there are positives as well for Darren Mullen. He's got to take every positive he can get. And one of them is that Ards aren't winning either. So he is still ahead of them on the table. Warren Point, I watched them on Saturday. They won 4-0 against Institute. Their front four were exceptional, but probably for me the best player on the pitch was Francis McCaffrey, who ran the show in the middle of the park. He'll hope to do that. But And I'm not sitting on the fence, Davey. I just think it's a draw written all over it. Um, uh, by saying it's a draw, it's not sitting on the fence. Why do you, why do you get invited back week on with it? It's just what I think. And I'm going to go for... Uh, a 1-1 one, one draw. I think Warren Point are, are good enough to go there and get a point, but Newry I don't think they'll lose either because it's such an important match. You've got to actually be down there to realise the importance of that fixture to the people at Warren Point and Nury. It really, really matters, so 1-1. One, a one. Uh, draw suit you, Chris?
1: It would, yeah. Um, it definitely would, as long as we look after stuff at our end um, and pick up a point The draw would be, would be good for us. Um, I'll probably pull a big O here. Um, I think it'll be tight. I think one point they're in a good run at the minute. Their forward players are are a handful, a real handful, um, for anyone. You know, you have O'Sullivan O'Connor there the new guy they've signed has hit the ground running. You know, they're they're very, very good going forward and you know, as much as I thought they may have felt the, the loss of McCarry a little, you know, um is it Thompson the goalkeeper they signed on loan from Chelsea.
2: Yeah, but Bear Um, and Turk are actually. played played. last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, they haven't felt that loss quite as much as sort of people were expecting. Um, So, you know, they're in a decent run of form. Newry aren't in the best of runs of form at the minute, but I think their performances of home um, have probably deserved more than they've gotten. You know, Stephen talked about the Linfield game um, where they went 1 0 down, they've missed a penalty. I think they hit the post in the first half as well. So, you know, Nury are a, a tough, tough proposition, especially when they're at home. You know, Darren has them working extremely hard for each other and they have some talented players there with, with Rambo Hughes and Daki Carval, you know, so they're a threat as well and I think this one's going to be, I'm going to go for a two each and I think one point they've scored in the last five minutes in their last two games against Nury. Um, so we'll go for another two each with one point scored in the 89th minute.
0: Davy, who's going to win it?
3: Nury at home for me. I think they've Despite listening to Darren when he comes out, I feel for him a little bit because it's like um, he sees his team playing well. Uh, he sees that his players are giving them everything that they have. And he always comes away just losing by the odd goal, which can sort of break you at times. Um, but it's, it'll swing every now and again, and he'll pick up good results every now and again, and he'll be hoping that it's more than every now and again to stay in the league. Uh, and I, can, I don't know, just to get a feeling, although Warren Point have been doing really well, and again, another club that's recruited very well in the window I think Nury at home will, will win the game um, and I'll go 3-1 Nury
2: Davy, is it soul destroying for a manager when he's done all that work week in, week out and they keep losing, I know you suffered that at Carrick Rangers and I'm not being mean yeah, by yeah, saying yeah. that, it just it happened but how tough is it to keep going and keep getting yourself up?
3: Yeah, it's really difficult, you know it's. Um Work so hard, and then probably overwork at times. Uh, and you cover so much detail that maybe you're covering too much. You know, and maybe going back to bed But there's no right formula. You know, you're you're always finding trying to find different ways of turning the tide, almost. And um, yeah, it can be. It is really, really tough. It tests you mentally and physically. And uh, but Darn, Darn has Darn impresses me in, in front of cameras and the way he conducts himself and. Way his team play. Uh, he's, he's been a real breath of fresh air, I think, to the league uh, and someone that, that people are looking at and, and thinking, you know, he's got something about him. And I think that's fair. Uh, so, yeah, but I don't, behind closed doors, he'll be hurting, no doubt, especially losing by the odd goal. And again, I heard him this morning on the radio saying his team played so well against Linfield on another day, he could have got something. You just hope that, that that does turn and there's no doubt the difference is there, he's got players that he's had for a long time and he knows what makes them tick and I'm sure he'll know what buttons to push to to, to get things improved.
0: Staying with you Davey, obviously solid shoot at the weekend, it's going to be a big day as to welcome Glen Avon, um, what will be going through Michael Press's mind, how much will he sort of embrace this situation that he's been dealt and, and to, to obviously lead the boys out?
3: I know his head will be turned from the amount of work he's getting through. I can imagine with you know being in thrown into the deep end almost, and but he will be loving all that. You know, as I said, I've said it twice or three times already. He's Cleveland through and through. He'll be loving the fact that he's striding out there, leading his his, his club, um, and it will be he'll be hoping that he, if it is one game that he that he has won that game, Glenavon are obviously a good side, and he's going to find it very difficult. But they've got forward players there that can win any sort of game. Unfortunately, the proof's in the pudding. They have defensive players that don't seem to give them the proper basis to go and win games. I think that's for all to see. Is
0: that the talent or coaching?
3: I don't know. I'm not in there. Um, I've no idea in relation to the individual players. Uh, There is players there who have have won league titles, which uh, the likes of Jamie McGovern. Um, Levi Ives is a good footballer, good defender. You know, the rest of them I don't know too too well in terms of being impersonal, but they need to be doing a hell of a lot better defensively uh, because they're not giving their forward players platform to win matches. I'm going to pull a big one and say I thought it will be a draw. 1-H, 2-H, 3-H? It wouldn't surprise me, it was like 3-H because as I say, they've been struggling defensively, they're good going forward. Um, Glen Avon are are also good going forward although they haven't been firing all cylinders recently but yeah I think it'll be two or three each There
2: Well first of all I do feel a bit for Barry Gray he's not the type of man to want anyone's sympathy by the way but um, he did get them into Europe last season he got them to an Irish Cup final Um, this season it went pear shaped over Christmas Um, obviously Dungannon done a number on them um, several times um, uh, but listen, hopefully Barry Gray will come back because um, uh, I do like him as a manager and um, I'd like to see him back in the game where he goes in, who knows but for now, Cliftonville have to focus on this and getting a result the fans will demand it Glenavon's not the worst opposition to have at this moment in time like Davey, they're brilliant attack inside, but they're going through a real rocky spell and I'd be interested to know what you think Chris did you think the Mark Sykes departure I know Ben Darkley left as well, but did you think it would have this big an impact? Um,
1: No, Um, and I'm not quite sure that it's all down to the sexy going. Um, You know, I think they've felt Ben going as well. Um, Ben can cover a number of positions and has that energy, and when he plays in the middle of park as well. Um, And yes, those things can have an effect on teams, but I think they're just low in confidence at the minute to be perfectly honest with you, you Is it
3: fair to say as well Chris sorry that some of the, sometimes when you're dealing and Gary's done amazing bringing so many younger players through and they can go through little periods like that where it's so difficult to keep up a level of consistency being so young because the squad is young you know, which is testing them. to them sometimes you can go through little periods where it, it's difficult for them like you look at their two centre-halves or even their two in the mid, middle of the pitch now uh, you know the young lad Moran's been a revelation but I think it's fair to say that Maybe you, forget you forget how young he how is. How young he is he's his car- and he's 19. you know what I mean? You know, so, uh, these things happen when they're, when they're so young and there's so many of them.
2: It's also interesting because Gary Hamilton's one of the many names linked to the Cliftonville job but to me, I would think right now Glenavon are a better bet than Cliftonville and would Gary be interested, do you think?
1: Um, I honestly don't know. What I do know is Glenavon's his club. You know, He's been a supporter since he was four years old. Um, he's come in, he's took the job and he's He's been a revelation since he since he took over. He's progressed the club um, ever so much. You know, obviously with their their Irish Cup wins. You know, I think they've qualified for Europe five out of the last six years, um, which was is a great achievement for them. Um, and they'll be looking to continue that. But listen, you can never say it, never in football. But I would be I would be shocked um, if he if he hat hot in the ring. But if we're going back to the game on on Saturday, you know. Both teams will be looking, looking a result, and um, they're both in poor, poor enough runs of form at the minute. Then, you know, I think it'll, I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think there'll be goals in it. Um, as as Davy said, Clevyville's firepower is frightening. You know, Rory Donnelly and, and Joe Gormley pretty much guarantee you forty goals a year. Um, in the Irish League, just <laughs> Joe, <laughs> just Joe on his own probably. You know what I mean? And 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 that's. That's something you, you can't buy, you know. It's, you know, if you can score that amount of goals, you know, you, you need to be able to defend. And if even if you concede one a game, you're probably more likely to win more games than you lose. Cliftonville unfortunately haven't been doing that recently. Um, and on the flip side, having have one off the boil a little bit going forward. You know, I know Mitchell's missed a few games recently with a, with an injury, and Sykes is obviously away, and they've lost a wee bit of that forward momentum, but. With the likes of Josh Daniels and Stephen Murray and, and Andy Hall uh, firing crosses into the box, you know they're going to score goals, and I think it'll be entertaining, and I, I think it'll be a two each draw. Two what do you take?
2: Two one, Cliftonville first goals vital on that one.
0: All right, excellent. Uh, Balmain at home to
2: Ards, and Ards' dismal run, can you say it continuing? For Colin Nixon, unfortunately, I can, because Balmain United have got their mojo back that a big result last weekend and I can only see one winner <laughs> listen Ards need to score goals it's as simple as that um, so the only way they're going to win at the minute is 1-0 and I don't see them holding Ballymina out so I'm going to go 3-1 Ballymina
1: alright score uh, yeah I think think Ballymina will win it I don't think it'll be as easy as, as people are making out um, I know Ards were very unfortunate not to get something from the game against Coleraine last week um, Ballymina on that side are they're a big, strong side, but they play decent stuff as well. Um, the only thing that might hurt Ballymena in the run-in is their pitch. Um, we were up last week, um, and the pitch really isn't in great shape at all um, at the minute. Um, so that, that could hurt Ballymena in the run-in to the league, but on this fixture I think it'll be, I think it'll be close, but I think Ballymena will win it 2-0.
0: David?
3: Yeah, home win for me. It's almost opposite ends. Isn't it are I mean, f- high flying, Colin and Arge are, are feeling as if nothing's going to go right for them. They're not scoring goals. Um, but the ball, I mean, just any time I've seen them, they've just been so impressive. We watched them that day at Warren Point and they were outstanding. I mean, they were, they were superb. I think Big Lackey's probably up there player of the season. He's, done, the he's yeah. done excellent, you know, and I watched them one week and I thought, things were coming off him and it was hitting his knee and you know things weren't going his way and you're thinking as he came back is he just not up to the level that Balamina require? and then to be fair David stuck with him and he's got him fitter and stronger and into his way of thinking and he's been a revelation Uh, and he looks an absolute handful now he looks the complete opposite to what I seen when he first came back Um, and he's been super you know he's been a real find for him and I expect Balamina to be Totally honest, I disagree with Chris. I think it'll be quite comfortable for ballamine and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they if they score two or three, or four goals.
0: Okay, uh, Sky Cameras in time Monday night here uh, Linfield against Glen Torn. Um Gary Smith, fingers crossed for Glen's fans up and down the country that they, they, they they've turned a the corner. Um, but Linfield unbeaten in twelve games now in all competitions and they're on a, a rich vein of
2: form. No one can score against Linfield. It's as simple as that. They are brilliant at the back, and when you look at their forward talent, Michael O'Connor comes into the side against Newry and scores two goals. You know you've also got Jordan Stewart. You've got Andy Waterworth. He wasn't available for that match. Um, Joel Cooper. The list goes on. Jamie Mulgrew's been brilliant in midfield. For me, Pete. I was more impressed with what they did against Newry than against Crusaders because the Crusaders match, those big matches, you two know, you get up for those matches. Sometimes it's the match after that that can tell a tale, but Linfield came away with a big, big victory and um, they look like champions right now. Glenn Torren, um, uh, what a match this is for them because Gary Smith has gone in there with Paul Lehman, Kieran Harding still there, and um, two league wins out of two. It's fantastic. You know, and it just shows you, you know, what a, a new face can do. And hopefully, for Clifford's sake, that's what they'll be hoping as well. I think Glenn Torn will score. I think Robbie McDade is on fire at the moment. I think Darren Murray is the type of player who will go on a little run and he got his first goal for the club. And it wouldn't surprise me if Curtis Allen gets a goal either. But I think Linfield will still win. I'm expecting, actually, a really good contest. I'm going to go Linfield to win at 3-2.
3: David big went from no one can score against Linfield to Robbie McDade, Curtis Allen <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Allen and Darmer scoring. All, all three good all players three. to be fair. They are, but they're not all gonna score mummy, well, would you say? We'll see. Well you just said no one can score, so <laughs> uh Linfield look good, don't they? You know, everyone can see it. The big thing for me the big indicator for me is whenever I seen Linfield earlier in the season, their best player for me by Mail. Maybe Mulgrew was close, but Daniel Kearns was Outstanding. Like, but he, he
2: hasn't even been playing, and he
3: can't. And I was going to say the big indicator is he can't get in the team. He got injured against us. Yeah, yeah and, and he really hasn't played, played since. since. So that'll show you the levels that the forward players are playing at. You know, David can't leave any of them out to get arguably one of his best players in the in the team, which is a brilliant for him, but not so good for the opposition of the league. So, and Gary going in at Glen Thorn has has probably had time now to put his ideas across fully. Uh, with Ronnie not being there and they've seen a reaction and again, I remember talking to Ciarán Stitt who, was, who I've worked with before and he's now the goalkeeping coach and I said to him, every time I go and watch Glenthorn, it's like the like Glen's are not bad, they have some good players and didn't play bad today but he always came along and it, uh, came away and had lost, which sounds a bit silly but you always got a feeling that there was something there underneath that if the right person could tap into it that they might get some joy Gary will be hoping that's him but I can't see them stopping Linfield on Monday night and expect Linfield to go going, to go and win again. uh neither have I've uh I've got what a Crusaders had that I hope Glenn Thorne can turn them over. Uh, so I uh, but I do expect Linfield to win 2-0 i will go for. Uh, with none of the front three that Biko mentioned who can't score that <laughs> will score but no 2-0 for Linfield th-
2: okay. I think you're, you're getting things wrong there but anyway I, I do think it'll be a, a lot tighter than it was in Boxing Day that's All right. for sure.
0: okay. final prediction of the week uh,
1: I think it'll be a good game you know Gary has got Glenn Thorne playing um, with probably more positivity I think he's tweaked the formation a little bit you know he, he's got Darren Murray Curtis and, and Robbie McDade in the same team you know I think Robbie's probably in probably his best form um, for a few since he came home, um, at the minute, so you know they are getting better going forward. Probably still have a few concerns defensively, um, although they've just signed Gavin Pierce from from Derry, who's an experienced, you know, Eric home league player. So they we're hoping he'd be come in and hopefully shore up their defence. But with Linfield's forward players, um, I think on the big wide open spaces at Windsor Park, I think um, they'll. They'll be looking to do some damage, and I think um, it'll be 3 1.
0: Excellent. Gentlemen, great to see you. Thank you very much. Davey, good to have you back. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: Chris, good luck this weekend. Big, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. That's us for this week. Enjoy your weekend's football, and we'll see you next week.